0: Is that a breakup? Yep. Break? I think we have a situation right here. On the station. Hello. Hello, what's happening? Hey. <laughs> I hope you can tell the excitement <laughs> in my voice. I hope it's giving me away. <laughs>
1: Oh, my gosh! Yes, I can sort how. I can i'm I'm extremely nervous, so this is a good balance.
0: <laughs> now, this is hardly the place to be nervous about anything. We are so chill on the Feeling Station podcast. Welcome.
1: Thank you so much. Thank you for having me.
0: So before we go too far, um I need to tell you I'm recording an episode of the Feeling Station Podcast, so please do your best not to say your name, okay?
1: Oh, my gosh. Yes, I need that reminder.
0: because <laughs> <laughs> if, you, <Just> watch me. <laughs> if you accidentally do say your name, don't panic too much. I'll be able to bleep it out in post. So we should be okay.
1: Yes. Okay, All right. Okay,
0: okay. And now for those listening to this podcast for the first time, it touches on breakup stories that people would like to talk about with a view to give you lessons that you can learn from the individual's experience. Now some of the stories have been a bit dramatic, some have been funny, some have been sad, but either way we hope you get the gems that my guest is going to share today. Now, we had a really brief chat earlier on in this week where we were getting acquainted with each other and building some rapport. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned something very interesting to me. You you mentioned to me that you're non binary, right? Yes. And yes. for the benefit of those who are listening to today's episode, what does it mean to be non binary?
1: To be non binary Mm. means to not identify with the gender binary that is male or female. Okay. Um, and to believe that I am an entire complete person, even though I sit somewhere in between mm-hmm. that binary. Mm-hmm. Um, and I should mention that I am biologically female, quote unquote, just so people don't confuse being non-binary with being uh, biologically intersex. Oh, right, right? Okay. Those are two very different things. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. And I think that's something that people confuse very easily, isn't it?
1: Oh yes, yes. I think uh, I think really when it comes to when it comes to terms that introduce people to other ways of thinking about gender, people mm-hmm. tend to be very nervous and almost aggressively so yeah. and very uncomfortable with the idea that people be living very differently from them sometimes, and that's okay.
0: And, and I guess that's probably because there's an education piece that's required for a lot of people just so that they understand more right.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will say there there's definitely an education piece required. Yeah. And I will also say people can educate themselves
0: no. and also <laughs> listen. Yes, thank God for the internet. Thank God for Google. You know, thank God for everything online because there's a host exactly. and heap of information that people can um can get into. I think I think the normal thing for people to 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 think is say, look, I'm supposed to be educated by someone. They never take oh, yeah. the step to, you know, introspectively say, "No, I need to do the learning myself." So yeah, thank you for for dropping that gem. Sure. And I sure. hope that actually inspires those who are listening to this episode to start looking into that after our conversation today. Mm-hmm. Okay. So as you know, the podcast is doing really well. Um, we we. Yay! Congratulations.
1: Yeah. I just I should say I just got into it and I love. It. It's ah, so insightful
0: Thank you, thank you, thank you very much And part of the reason why it's doing so well Is really because of two main factors One, I do my best to try and keep my guests anonymous And that means mm. I need to give you a name mm-hmm. Okay. And for this particular episode I've gone to the home country of Zimbabwe That's where I'm from And the name mm-hmm. that I have for you is Tatenda yeah. Which is a really common and popular name in that country And that means mm-hmm. we are grateful because there's a lot of things we need to be grateful for, and particularly mm-hmm. as I'm approaching the end of the year, the, I mean, I'm recording this uh, literally two days before New Year's. Mm-hmm. I just want to be grateful that I'm alive.
1: Amen. You know, listen, what a year!
0: It's been a really tough and difficult year, and I think for uh, us to sit down and have this conversation is nothing short of God's grace and something that we need to be thankful for. So, I've given you the name to tender, and what are you grateful for?
1: Oh. Uh, I am grateful for the gift of life, Mm -hmm. truly, and in the most literal sense this year, because I feel like um, life has been, just the concept of living has been extremely fickle and volatile for so many people this year. Um, And I'm also grateful for the privilege to, to still be living like a relatively calm and stable life in the midst of all this chaos because I know that that's something a lot of people don't get to have right now so I am particularly aware of it yeah
0: amen to that so your name is Tatenda what is the name that you're going to give the person you're going to talk about today
1: uh you know I just I literally like when you said your name is Tatenda I was Uh like excuse me in my (laughs) head
0: (laughs) why why is that (laughs) I totally forgot (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So, my
1: name is Tatenda, yep. and uh, today I will be speaking about, let's call her Megan because she reminds me of the stallion.
0: Uh, oh, really? Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. is very interesting. Yes, uh, yes. And, and, yes. and Megan the stallion has been doing a lot of big things with the music lately.
1: Um, Listen, uh, <laughs> I'm so proud I'm so proud, I feel like I know her
0: People look at me funny when they say I'm down with Megan's music They're like, "Read." It. I'm like, yeah, man, that stuff is some real hot girl shit oh. <laughs> You know, just like she says <laughs> Yes, <laughs>
1: we love it, Megan's stuff.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah <laughs> Right, and um, the, the second bit, you know, that's, that's made the uh, podcast really popular Is the fact that we we draw out real life lessons from the conversation we have today Yes So what lesson or lessons would you like people to learn from your breakup story?
1: So first of all I'd like for people to learn that um, it's okay to recognize that you are better as friends Ooh. than in a relationship. Yeah it's okay to like to be okay with changing the, the dynamic of how you relate to someone even though you had romantic feelings for
0: them uh and it was mutual before wow that must be something really difficult because yeah i know know a few people who are who are friends and then they crossed that line became romantic and going back to the point where they were friends was near impossible yeah yeah so what you're saying is that. that it's okay to recognize that you're better as friends and if you can go back to being friends go ahead and be friends right
1: Go ahead and be friends. And, okay. you know, even if it takes a little time, mm-hmm. that's cool. It shouldn't be something that you, it it shouldn't be something that you force. Mm-hmm. At the same time, the relationship shouldn't be forced either. Yeah, yeah, you true, know? true. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then uh, my other big lesson mm-hmm. I'd say is, you know, have conversations about cultural differences Ooh. from the get-go. And don't just assume that you are both coming from the same cultural place simply because your feelings are mutual.
0: Ooh, okay. Mm-hmm. You know, this is mm-hmm. the first time I've come across this, and oh, um, really? yeah, I mean, it's not everybody who really pays attention to cultural differences, but they can be something that makes or breaks a deal.
1: Truly, truly can, and so you know, um, why not just why not just from the go acknowledge that there will be differences? You yeah,
0: know, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I think part of the reason why people don't. Acknowledge that there'll be differences, is people consider themselves to be open minded. Mm-hmm. And once you consider yourself to be open minded, you think you're adaptive to any culture. So it shouldn't matter whether you have that Oof. conversation or you don't. But I mean, that expression you just gave that big sigh is a big sign that, whoa, 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 whoa that's a wrong way of approaching it. You have to pay attention to cultural exactly. differences. Exactly.
1: Okay. Exactly.
0: Nice. Have you got a third lesson? No, it's those two, and we'll pick up more as we go along.
1: Um, I would say my third lesson probably kind of ties into the second one somewhat. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. I'd say really accept someone where they are. If someone is really earnest with you about, you know, wanting to establish a relationship with you, but they tell you, you know, uh, facets of how they relationship or of who they are, what circumstances they are in in life, that may be like, New to you, or that may hit you kind of hard, like mm. accept that rather than make them a project. You okay. know? Okay. Yeah
0: yeah that is very interesting. The, and mm. the, uh, I've been I've, I've fallen victim to this myself. Mm. you know, where you know, I was with someone and I felt, okay, I could make them what I wanted them to be. and it ended horribly wrong. Mm, yeah. partly because I was frustrated. I was like, why aren't you changing? And then on the other hand, they were also frustrated that, look, you can't change me. I'm who I am.
1: Oh yeah. so what
0: you're saying is you know, accept people just the way they are, believe what they are and don't make them a project
1: exactly, I, exactly. I
0: really like those lessons. I'm glad. I'm glad. So, so let's uh, let's get straight into it. So tell me about uh, Tatenda and Megan. Where did you guys? Begin. Walk me through your story right up until the point where you were like, "This is not it." What's go for it? Shoot.
1: So we met uh, early last year. I was working in a really exciting creative space. I don't know if I should say why. I don't know. You give me. You give me <laughs> guidelines, and indicators about what you wanna know. I think okay,
0: yeah, so yeah, I th- yeah. I think it's enough to know that you work in a creative space. That's enough for us.
1: Perfect. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was working in a really exciting creative space. I was working like behind the scenes. I wasn't like the star of the show, so to speak. Um, Mm -hmm. And she was definitely as someone who is like uh, more of like an actress, model, insta baddie was definitely out there Mm -hmm. um, and would have like all eyes on her. Mm-hmm. And so, um, during this process of preparing for like the, the particular event that we were working on, um, I would see her around and mm-hmm. like, I was, I was truly taken by her. Like I was, I was stunned by her. I thought she was so beautiful, um, and just so confident and mm-hmm. bold and present and like really loved herself and, um, if, uh, like I don't necessarily have a type, but I like when people like are aware of their hotness. I think that's really
0: awesome. It's, it's very attractive. Um, so
1: extremely. So
0: so just digging a little into into you as a person. You, you know the saying that goes opposites attract, right? Hmm. Do, do is it true? If, particularly in your case, because she's 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 very aware of who she is. She's confident. She's vibrant. All of this stuff. Are you more conservative, chilled, laid back?
1: I would I would say that I I am I wouldn't call myself conservative, mm-hmm. uh, but in terms of sort of having all eyes on me, mm-hmm. I would say I'm more laid back in that sense. I I don't really prefer to have all eyes on me. Yeah. I'm more of like the hype man. Okay. Um, and um, I would say I'm more. I definitely present myself as more of, like, a uh, like a serious, eccentric person and not necessarily the, like, super outgoing, gotcha. extroverted, you know, social butterfly who fits everywhere. Gotcha. Yeah. Makes yeah. sense. So, yeah. yeah. So, I would say that those were the ways that we were, like, particular opposites, at least that I was very aware of from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, so, when... Uh what did oh Megan. Yes. Yeah, you're Megan. Yeah, Megan.
0: <laughs> Megan. Megan. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes.
1: Mm-hmm. So um when Megan like first approached me, actually, I went, Oh hi, do you do you want me to get you anything from like the food table? I was like, mm-hmm. uh I, I, why the hell are you talking
0: to me? <laughs> 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 were you were you all stuttering and nervous and stuff?
1: Yes, yes, yes. Okay. I get very nervous when mm. I when I'm in the presence of someone I Obviously, like, I'm yeah. like, obviously taken by. Yeah. Um, and so, and so I appreciated that, like, while I was obviously very taken by her, she's the one who, like, made the first move because mm. we had been looking at each other from across the room and, you know. It, it, There'd been some invisible
0: cord somewhere. Really? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) You see, now the environment that you're describing to me sounds like a really busy thing and busy environment. So for you guys to have been able to catch glances of each other and feel that way, you really must have been feeling each other.
1: Yes, yes, yes. We really were feeling each other, and mm-hmm. I think I think it also it also really helped that we were. Um, well, it was an extremely busy environment. We were generally around people who were just very freely expressive. Yeah. So it wasn't like you know if you're feeling someone even in this like busy environment you have to do it in secret. No, 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 no. Yeah, no,
0: no, it was no. very like, open. Yeah.
1: It was very very open, and yeah. I appreciated that. Um, yeah. So she gets me some food from the food table. Mm-hmm. We have a like a very short little conversation that then is interrupted because we both have like work responsibilities at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I would say it was a good three days later at the after party of the event, uh, which was very successful when we actually got to uh, reconnect again. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it was, it was a really beautiful reconnection. It was like, you know, true party vibes around awesome people, you know, you know, those nights when you go out and you're like, Oh, party don't stop.
0: Oh, oh. yeah. Oh
1: yeah. Party like the end of the world. Blah, blah.
0: <laughs> it <laughs> was damn good. <laughs>
1: Damn good. Um, mm. And so I, I would say that was definitely the the beginning of what felt like a whirlwind connection so, uh, slash so, romance between us. So
0: who asked um, for whose number first?
1: She asked for my number. Ooh, nice. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, so, you know, again, being very bold, very forward. Mm-hmm. At some point during the party, she was like, yeah, I know you're feeling me. So, like, I'm just going to make this easy for you. Give me your number. <laughs>
0: nice. <laughs> <I'll call> you. <laughs> and, and and I'm guessing you didn't hesitate, did you? Not
1: not for a <laughs> second. <laughs> not for eight uh, seconds. <laughs>
0: <yeah. laughs> okay. So out of curiosity, yeah. who got in touch with the other first?
1: Uh she got in touch with me first, mm. uh, because she, she took my number because she was like, I'm not sure you're gonna call me.
0: <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Okay. So, <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, no. Nah, nah. So I
1: was like, yeah. you know what? I'm I I've accepted that whatever dynamic this ends up being, mm-hmm. friendship, relationship, whatever. Mm-hmm. I am the chill one. <laughs> I <will laughs> gladly take that role.
0: <laughs> nice.
1: Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it it was sort of like very well established from the beginning that mm. like she is definitely the one who makes like the major moves, mm. while I am the one who is good at sustaining whatever flames. Yeah. Uh, have, you know, have been ignited. Has stimulated. There you go. Yeah. There you go. So um, tell
0: me something out of curiosity then, because this is, mm-hmm. of uh, you know, uh, I'm guessing Megan was not the first person that you were with romantically, right?
1: Oh uh, no. <laughs> okay.
0: So now when you look back at your no, no, no. when you when you look at your previous relationships, have you always been mm-hmm. the one who who doesn't ignite the fire but sustains it? Have you ever had instances where you've actually ignited the fire and you've been the one to to you know to to head things up from the, from the onset?
1: Yes, yes, yes. Okay. But I will say I will say definitely uh being with Megan taught me mm-hmm. to be more confident to make the first move. Okay. Um, yes. Like she, she really has taught me how to, how to boldly approach people and how to not be afraid of rejection and stuff like that. Because like, while I definitely have had times where I'm, I'm, I'm very confident to do that. I'm mm-hmm. always, I'm always quite, um, unsure, uh, of my abilities to convince someone to give me the time of day. Uh, and I'm always quite shy. Why is that? You know, I think I think it's just I think it's it just comes from being someone who has been like processing and healing from self doubt for a long time. Okay, and and also I think it's you know i i'm someone who appears externally much more confident than i feel on the inside often so um i think that when i am very interested in someone like Mm -hmm. my my internal shy self truly shines yeah manifests uh, itself yeah uh yeah and so i kind of like cocoon myself uh, when i'm interested in someone and and so i I would say that seeing her be so very bold mm-hmm. and so clear about her like intentions with me was, mm-hmm. uh, it was just such a, it was a big ego boost first of all, cause I was yeah. like, Oh my God, you're so hot and you're this interested in me. Yeah. Um, and then it was also a really great, uh, challenge for me of, you know, like, the worst someone can do is say no. And so what? Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but it's good that you can get to the point where you say that because I know for a lot of people, rejection is so bad that even being told no is literally the end of the world for them. They can't handle a basic no. So for you to get to a point where you can say, look, if somebody says no, it's a no. What's the worst thing that could happen? is a really good place to be.
1: I, you know, I, I completely agree, and I'm, yeah. I'm proud of myself for being there, and I'm, yeah. I'm grateful for our whirlwind relationship for to have for like teaching me that more, more strongly. You so, know,
0: interestingly enough, you, you've, you've, you've used the expression whirlwind relationship mm-hmm. more than twice now. It sounds like yes. some crazy stuff happened.
1: You know, I wouldn't even say it was crazy. Hmm. As much as it was, either we were like truly basking in like the rays mm. of our feelings and it felt absolutely perfect or we mm. were just truly not okay wow there was like never a middle ground it, we were either so good or so not okay
0: so let's yeah. move with the story did, mm-hmm. um, did did megan then say to you hey look i want you to become my partner how, how did it work what happened
1: Um, so after like a few weeks of like texting and calling, uh, Mm -hmm. because actually soon after we met and soon after that after party, I, I actually felt really sick, uh, Uh for a few weeks. Um, and so soon after that, oh, I should mention that this was last year. This was not COVID sick.
0: Oh, oh. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, good. I think you'd already mentioned, you you know, that this was sometime last year. So now we're good. We're good. We're good.
1: Yes. Don't assume, Mm. (laughs) y'all. But yeah, um, so after falling ill, I was, you know, I was a little bit... I was a little bit unsure when I started to feel better about whether or not she would still want to meet because yeah. she was like very interested in us meeting uh, soon after the party where we exchanged numbers.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: um, when we finally when we finally met, I think we went to see the Us movie. I think it was just coming out. Oh yeah, or yeah. Something. yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so we went to watch it on a Friday. A. And the first date ended on a Monday morning, okay? What? It'd be like that
0: sometimes. <laughs> wow. Uh, I won't ask what happened. Just <laughs> just the length just the length of time is enough for me to know that y'all had listen, a great time. <laughs>
1: listen, we needed to discuss that movie in depth, okay? <laughs>
0: wow (laughs) (laughs) um Mm -hmm. so
1: it was it was (laughs) during this uh incredible multi-day date um Mm -hmm. that she said you know i think that you're awesome and i have never met anybody like you i'm kind of fascinated by you and i really want to see uh, what we can build here. So will you be my partner? Um, wow!
0: And and this is this, yeah. this, this is on the Monday.
1: This is on the Sunday nights.
0: Wow! This <laughs> yeah. this, this this is nuts. Okay. Yeah. So here's a personal <laughs> question for you.
1: Hmm.
0: As Tatenda, do you kiss on the first date? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow! Yeah. I like how you say I that. Mean... Like it's a no-brain. Like I... <laughs> really. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I mean, I have to ask that question because I've 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 spoken to two extremes of of people generally on this podcast. So you have got the ultra conservative mm-hmm. and the um oh, what's the opposite of ultra conservative? Whatever the opposite of ultra conservative is,
1: super liberal. Yeah, guess.
0: super liberal. Right. The yeah. ultra conservatives will tell you, look, I, well, I don't even have sex up until after one hundred and eighty days. Right, oh, yeah, a- and mm-hmm. then and then the super liberal will tell you. Like, I had a guest on um, on one of the episodes, I think it was episode 21 or 22. Um, he met this girl when they were having a chat in the street at like 12, and by 2 p.m., they were having sex.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, you see what <laughs> the I mean. LNG? So,
0: which of these two were Tatenda and Megan? Were you guys the ultra conservative or the super liberal?
1: Uh, Tatenda and Megan Mm -hmm. were definitely the super liberal, but I will say, um, I would say I'm someone who, um, especially last year, I would say until the end of last year, I was at a place where, um, relationships for me were not like or not even just like romantic relationships even Mm -hmm. sexual Mm -hmm. were not so big a priority so even if I met someone I really liked Mm -hmm. uh, or I had great chemistry with uh, I'd be like you know, I very often be like, but you know, I, I have work to do tomorrow. I have to be up by five to like,
0: <laughs> wow. you know?
1: so we'll make plans at some point when I'm, when I'm less busy, you know, we're going to reconnect. So it's something that I always try to make clear and yeah. like from the get go that like, while I am so open to constantly spending time with you, mm-hmm. like I I chase the bag quite aggressively. So I'm not always going to be available the way you you want me me to or the way even I want to
0: be. Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I would say for like, even if I hadn't fallen sick Mm -hmm. uh, between uh, the time, you know, we we really first started this thing and mm. when we finally went on the first date, there would have definitely been a bit of a lag okay. um, in us meeting up just because I, I was already so distracted by my work. Yeah.
0: So did you guys have sex that first date? I, come on. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I can't make assumptions, guys. <laughs> yes, plenty N- and Now, <laughs> and, and, and now you see, there's a reason why I'm asking that question. Ah. Uh, do you reckon it was so good it prompted Megan to say, "Look, I want you to be my boo so quickly." Yes, what is it yes, that Yes, yes. I
1: I absolutely believe that that was a part of it. I do think that we had like great sexual tension, mm-hmm. like in sexual chemistry from like the first day we met. We were very aware of it at the yeah, party, yeah. and so when we finally got to like meet again, yeah. uh it it just yes, it just really like bubbled over you know Um,
0: you you know that's a really good space and position to be because I I know of situations where people have had this tension build up and then when it came to the act actually happening it was total disaster
1: this is very true total total
0: total disaster so you this is true in your case it sounds like all the right boxes are being ticked and so, yes, in, a, in yes. a funny way, I'm like, "Oh man, why are you even having a podcast about a breakup?"
1: I know, you right? Know? Yeah, <laughs>
0: jeez. So, yeah, so
1: no. St- up until that point, it was truly like
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: I was like, "Wow, this is this is perfect." I have, I, I am so blessed, too blessed to be stressed. You know, as so, I was really so happy, especially that weekend.
0: So, what happened to you guys?
1: Um. Oh my gosh! Should I just continue from yeah, there? Yeah, of
0: course. Pick it up. Pick it up.
1: <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So, um, so after that first date, I would say we really started to establish um, a relationship to build a relationship, and mm-hmm. we didn't. Uh, uh, one thing that even from then I was very aware of is that, like, we. Didn't actually set out to get to know each other that well. Like, um, there was a lot of physical chemistry, so we truly took advantage of that. But also, a lot of times when we were around each other, we would be like around uh, her friends. Okay. Um, or we would be together, but like, you know, watching something that we really enjoy or having like a conversation. About uh, current affairs, it, there was very little, especially in the beginning. There was very little. Tell me about your background. Tell me about you know your family history. Tell mm-hmm. me about like how you came out. Like tell me about your queer journey. Mm-hmm. You know things like that. We didn't really make space to ask each other those things from the get go, and so I was even while having this beautiful time with her and while still being able to talk to her for hours, I was aware that there are a lot of gaps we are not filling for each other. There are a lot of assumptions we are making about each other's respective backgrounds here.
0: So here's a question for you. Mm -hmm. If you're realizing all of this stuff, why weren't you asking the questions? This is a really good question. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I'm not sure, you know... um. And, I don't. And this is, uh, you know, I. Uh, I'm uh-huh. afraid
0: I don't believe you're not sure.
1: I get, and you know, and you. It's very valid for you to say that. It's very valid for you to say that. I be, do think that. Could, could it
0: be? Could, could it be because you knew you were in such a good thing, you didn't want to say stuff that could have rocked the boat?
1: That there's definitely that. There's definitely that element, um, and I will also say that up until. Up until that particular relationship really opened my eyes a little bit more, Mm -hmm. Um, I had always been someone to kind of overly romanticize uh, relationships with women or with uh, non-binary people. Mm -hmm. So like queer relationships to me, I've always, up until that point, I had always um, sort of accepted in my head quite unhealthily that I would like for that relationship to feel, to always feel like a happily ever after. I see. And, okay. um, and I never really wanted to address the fact that even within a queer relationships, there are going to be areas where we don't understand each other. There are going to be particular issues where we truly cannot relate. And we need to talk about that lack of relatability. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, they, these these things, they they will start to crop up on, on their own. And so that's what started happening with us. Mm-hmm. Um, so, as I said, this is someone who uh, is also, like, uh, very big on Instagram. Actually quite big. Uh, mm. Yeah, I, I can't give yeah, of course. an indicator of, of course. numbers. Yeah, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but they're doing well mm-hmm. on, through uh, Instagram. And so they are very comfortable putting a lot of their life on Instagram. Whereas me, I'm quite a private person online in general. Mm -hmm. And, um, when it comes to relationships, especially while I'm okay, generally with Mm -hmm. people knowing if I'm partnered or not, Mm -hmm. um, Queer relationships are really tricky because I do feel like once someone knows that you know you a person they identify as a woman is like dating another woman according to them like it's just, it becomes coming from a really conservative uh, African society that mm-hmm. becomes a, a problem in itself and so I I was not ready at that point of to course. have a public yeah. queer relationship yeah. but this is what she assumed from the go that we were doing because also we were, we were vibing so well. So it felt very natural for her to like grab her phone and be like, yeah, let's take a photo. So I I'd be see. like, yeah, sure. We're gonna, You know, I'm at your house for the first time. No problem. Let's take a photo. But that photo then immediately went onto Instagram or Insta stories. And it was a bit of a shock for me. You know, it okay. was a bit of a shock for me. Um, even though by that time i was um i was uh out to more and more people in my life so like a lot of people in my life uh it's not like i was comfortable with exhibiting my queerness to those people so i didn't want to show up on someone's for you page or explore okay. page or whatever yeah yeah yeah
0: okay i see mm-hmm. i see i see mm-hmm. i see
1: yeah but you know, I was like, "Yeah, this is not a big deal." You know, in my head, I was like, "I don't, you know, I don't need to deal with this right now. It's, it's fine. It will be fine."
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know,
1: um, and uh, we 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 started to truly. At that point, gets to know each other, at least in terms of the things we were and weren't comfortable with in the relationship. Because she could tell that every time that she suggested that, you know, we take a photo, every time she suggested that we go on live ETC, Mm -hmm. I would like, even when I said okay, I would... I would show that I was a little bit tense, okay. so I would hold back or hesitate a little bit, right? Yeah. Um, but being someone who just really wants some, I, like I always want the other person in the relationship to feel like they can be their full selves with me, mm-hmm. and I was like, I'm not going to immediately tell her now that this is something I'm not okay with. Like I want to give her her room to be herself.
0: Now, isn't you that know? Uh, isn't that a bit funny? Um, you know that you want mm-hmm. somebody to be a hundred percent themselves with you, but mm-hmm. that the ex- but that's at the expense of you being a hundred percent okay with yourself.
1: Yes, exactly, exactly. But what that is, is that is... called?
0: Uh, is that being called selfless? What is that being? What, what, what's the term used to describe how you're you know, behaving?
1: I mean, I, it's selfless to the point of like being toxic to yourself. I think
0: that's not a good. Because... Word, though, is it?
1: It's, it's, it was, you know, in hindsight, it was really a terrible, uh, a terrible way to move in this Mm. relationship because nothing stopped me from expressing myself to, to Megan. And, um, uh, she had already sort of showed me that she was really into me outside of, whatever whatever other constructs she expects this relationship to have, right? Um, mm. Especially, like, o- outside of, like, a social media context. I already knew that, like, when she met me, I was very shy. Mm-hmm. Um, she could already tell that I was very shy. She, like, overtly said, I know you're probably not going to call me, so I'm going to make sure I have yeah. your number, even if you're taking mine, like, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and so And so it was... It was truly me being self-destructive uh, more than anything else you know, I was self-sabotaging the relationship at that point and, um, and
0: and it was becoming obvious to her because now she's noticing that you're you're, you're really tense now what was the impact of that? Did she exactly. start, uh, did she start withdrawing at that point?
1: Um, so at that point, I decided that you know we need to have like one one really big conversation about putting the relationship on the gram. I was like, how, okay.
0: How, how fine to the relationship Let's were you talk. at this point?
1: Uh, a, month a month or a couple okay. of months. Yeah, almost okay. almost two months. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, So I sit her down and I'm like, you know, I, I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy to just be nominated girl. But, you know, uh, when it comes to social media and this relationship, it's tricky for me to, um, to keep putting us out there because there are people in my family who don't know that I'm out. Mm-hmm. And because of where I come from, that might be a big issue. Yeah. Uh, if they see you on my explore page or if they see you and I in our tagged pictures. Mm-hmm. Um, and and she, was, she was quite taken aback. You know, um, she was quite, she didn't expect it, but, um, she in the beginning tried to be very understanding, Mm -hmm. uh, without asking for too much context. So you see, I think we, we just kept building this wall of like, not knowing, um, about each other and not like asking each other more, um, because I think both of us at that point Really yearned for like a beautiful really ever after fairy tale type
0: mm-hmm.
1: relationship mm-hmm. um so as uh, soon after we had that conversation um you know we she like she stopped you know bringing her camera out when we were together and everything then we we went to uh, a party that her one of her close friends was hosting mm-hmm. and um You know, I. This is sort of when I met like her, like the biggest group of people that she considers to be friends. Because this is someone who is like extremely sociable and really good with making friends with a whole lot of people Mm -hmm. uh, and maintaining those friendships. So at this party, um, you know, I'm like I'm I'm coming again from a place where um, my queerness is something that I. I explore more quietly or intimately because, you know, I'm coming from a place where it's not safe for me to be openly queer. I'm coming from a place where I am very used to like having a really, um, a really sort of isolated community of, Uh, queer folks around me yeah and you know uh being uh in a country where she can be of course like very free very liberal her family already knew that she was gay and mm-hmm. it was not a problem uh like her and her friends the way that they related to me as a queer person was just we could tell that like while we have this one common identifier, we are definitely not from the same types of like LGBT plus communities. Like we couldn't be more different. So the culture shock was truly obvious, especially for me. But I think even for her, Mm -hmm. because, um, a couple of her friends, she later told me, were like, Oh, she, are you sure that like, uh, uh, Tatenda (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: is, um, is very comfortable with uh, uh, their queerness, are you sure that they're truly, like, out? Because it seems like this is someone who is sort of only beginning to be comfortable around queer communities. Right. And, and uh, one of her friends told her, you know, like, while we support all types of relationships, it, it doesn't seem like you two have really... Bridge the gap between your respective LGBT plus cultures, you know.
0: Interesting. Um, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And it was. I I think that um I really appreciated her friends for saying that because um I think they could have said it in a much more harsh way. It could have definitely been like, oh, if she's not um you know if 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 like if Tatenda is not um is not um out and proud and mm-hmm. is not um it does not sort of exhibit the same like really outgoing extroverted personality we associate with queer folks in this country yeah like just like dump them to
0: yeah them. yeah you y- know what i mean y- you know then they're not the real deal so you know get rid of they're it. not
1: the real deal exactly so um So I I really appreciated that there was sort of like a tenderness to the way that the whole conversation was was had. And I think that was when we started to then talk really earnestly about our backgrounds. That's Mm -hmm. when we truly started to like... um, to I guess that's when we started coming out each other, to each other in terms of our respective queer histories, mm-hmm. you know. And that was um, definitely a much more simple conversation from her mm-hmm. end than it was from my end, right? Um, because you know, for her it was like, yeah, you know, I knew I was I was gay since I was a child. I told my fa- my parents when I was eight mm-hmm. that like I I. I love women, I and they were like cool and everybody just knew from that time and mm-hmm. they were always supportive and they know I'm going to be like married to a woman eventually and it's great. And so for me, there were a lot more complications because it was like, yes, I I came out to this small group of friends when I was 15 and then I moved country, then came out to this small group of friends but mm-hmm. still Kept a really small queer community. I yeah. did not come out to my family until much, much later. Like, um, and so we started to realize at that time just how intensely our backgrounds affected how we related to each other.
0: And I guess in a way that ex- it helped explain why you were less comfortable being on the gram and being exposed because there were some <laughs> real underlying factors that yes. you, were, you know, and sensitivities that you had to be. Uh, you you know, dealt with. Exactly. Exactly. Now the, the,
1: the, the problem is I feel like things could have gone really, really kind of beautifully from here. And we could have really been a great uh, balancing act together. Uh, But I, from, from my end, I think the problem was after we had that conversation, then uh, Megan kind of made it her responsibility to be my um, my guide uh, into oh, uh, queerness oh, and right. ex- queer culture and external queer validation.
0: Oh, and- right. Yes. Okay. Uh, in yes. fact, so, so this is what makes your two lessons very alive. First one, I mean, the second one you gave was that pay attention to cultural differences because mm-hmm. these were presenting a real problem for you too. And then the third lesson was accept people the way they are. Don't make them a project. Exactly. So, so Megan was turning you into some form of project to try yes. and get you fixed up and become like she expected you to be.
1: Exactly. Ah. Exactly. Yes. How did that make so, you feel? It's you know, it was it was com it was such a complicated set of emotions. Mm. Um I was I was very happy that she cared enough mm-hmm. you know i was very happy that it it wasn't the other side where it's like we have this conversation and it's just complete indifference and mm-hmm. it's just it's it's just whatever to her you know yeah, yeah. um but it was also really um disheartening for me to see that i was not enough for her uh as I was, with my background, as it was, and with wow. my current engagement, with my queerness as it was, right yeah, yeah, so um from there on, it was like even though it was less regular mm-hmm. the the thing of putting us on the ground became more uh it became more methodical, it became more planned
0: <laughs> <laughs> Wow.
1: Yes, yeah, so Megan was like, oh my god, oh my god, like, I want to, us to have a photo shoot in the kitchen with flowers and ooh, I want us to color coordinate outfits for when we go out to here so that when we take photos, they're going to be beautiful, um, we went to we went to this um, it, it was like a listening party an album listening party um, mm-hmm. and we were you know we were feeling like really like cutesy and romantic so we were kissing at some point uh, one of her friends took a picture. And without asking me, she immediately wow. put it on Instagram. Oh
0: my god.
1: And uh, wrote this whole story about oh my god, oh like my partner wow. is amazing, like their oh their wow. queer journey was so difficult. But look at us now oh living wow. the dream.
0: <laughs> wow.
1: <laughs> Who <Whew. laughs> wipes wipes brow. Yes, it was um it was very it was very stressful for me because it was like, how do I even explain to you that this is not what I want? Mm -hmm. You know, how do I even, uh, how do I even begin to express that? I wasn't asking for help. Yeah. By telling you my story. I wasn't asking for help, uh, in entering, uh, the queer community in a more flamboyant and you know uh, incredible way with beautiful aesthetics. No, mm-hmm. I, I I was simply um, asking for understanding mm-hmm. and patience. You know, I just needed time. Yeah. Um, and and that just didn't make sense to 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 Megan. So, um, after. Like I would say, maybe three, four incidences like that mm-hmm. um I had to sit her down again and be like first of all, uh you know i i i I appreciate what you think you're doing here, mm-hmm. but if anything, this is making me really uncomfortable, yeah, yeah with, with who we are in a relationship. And I would just like us to be able to just be together. I would like, I would like us to just be, and, you know, I would like for it to be okay for us to just be in the house and for there to not be an audience to who we are with each other. Yeah. Um, and I don't need the validation of like a beautiful touching story uh, that has been fixed up to sound like it has a happy ending for the gram. I just want to be with you. That's mm-hmm. that's where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Um and to her that read as um I was hiding something. Which, mm-hmm. oh yes, I should mention. This is this is a good time to mention that uh me and Megan were in an open relationship. Open so, relationship. Yes.
0: Meaning that you guys were open to be with other people? Yes, we were
1: open to be with other people. So we were each other's uh, primary uh, interests, uh, but we were like open to being physically with other people, uh, not romantically. Now,
0: out of of curiosity, whose suggestion was that to to have an open relationship? Yours Uh, or Megan's?
1: Funnily enough, that was something that we both were very comfortable with because both of us are not really about the monogamous life.
0: But uh, Yeah, but who presented the, the, the idea? Someone um, would have somehow snuck that into a conversation somewhere.
1: Wow, snack! Oh my gosh, Tinto! Why? <laughs> <Yes,
0: yes. laughs> yeah. Someone
1: would have brought it
0: up. <laughs> okay, okay, so okay, somebody would have brought it up into the conversation. Now, who yes. of you two um, brought it into the conversation?
1: I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was me, and I think you can tell with my defensiveness. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, why were you keen on that? Um, is it something you've always just preferred to have or it was with this particular relationship that you wanted an open relationship?
1: It's something I've preferred to have. Um, I haven't had a monogamous relationship in years, maybe three years. Okay. Um, Yeah. And so it's, it's it's a big part of how I relate to people. I have accepted that I will never be enough for one person. And I have accepted that one person is not enough for me. In that we are as as human beings, sometimes mm. we we want different things from, and and we can't get them all from one person. From one person and yeah. to put that much pressure on one person is not fair. Oh, I see. In my opinion, I see. Um, I see. And also, like I'm, I'm very very comfortable with the idea of someone I'm with being sexually attracted and even romantically attracted to someone else. Like I'm very, it's, if anything, it's something that makes me feel better about the relationship, I should say, because it's kind of like, um, like I know, for example, that even when I'm not, uh, for whatever reason, I'm not like present and available for that person. I know that they have someone uh I don't know that may, i I know that's a really weird explanation, but like so 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 that you, makes me feel better, so
0: you wouldn't feel jealous if if you knew that Megan is doing something with someone
1: um, you know, I think that jealousy is a part of monogamous and non monogamous relationships, and mm-hmm. I think that. The way to work around jealousy, uh, which is a feeling I, I, I have definitely had and I definitely had at some moments, where even with, where Megan was concerned,
0: uh, mm-hmm. is to
1: talk about it. You know, you communicate about it. So, yeah, th- um, if there's one conversation we were really good at having, mm-hmm. it was the conversation about how to engage with each other while uh, being honest that we are interested in other people. Like that was something we were always really I'll, good at navigating, I'll, I'll, and I think
0: uh-huh. I'll tell you something that's really striking for me here. So, uh-huh. so, so you, as as Tatenda, are very comfortable having a conversation about non-monogamous uh, mm-hmm. engagements, mm-hmm. but you are not comfortable about your lack of understanding of Megan on a cultural level, on a more friend kind level.
1: Yeah, cuz you know How? that's
0: How cuz that that's happen? more
1: difficult. That's more I feel like establishing and maintaining relations with someone after talking about like really uh intrinsic cultural differences is more difficult than maintaining a relationship uh after talking with someone about who else they are intimate with, and so, why, so, and how, and so, when?
0: So here's a question for you:
1: mm-hmm. Have
0: you ever been deeply in love?
1: Yes, yes, I have.
0: And when you were deeply in love with that person, were you mm-hmm. open about matters yes. of the heart?
1: Yes, I so, was. So, I, well, it took me it took me a long time to be
0: okay. definitely.
1: Um, and also it's it took them it took that other person. Uh, having the initiative to tell me very earnestly about their feelings for me to feel like I could tell them about mine.
0: Why are you afraid of your feelings?
1: Oh, gentle. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Don't attack me. I, I, I'm not attacking
0: you. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's a simple question. because, because It is. Yeah, You're right. Yeah, um, so, but why are you afraid of them?
1: Because I think feelings are a really... Feelings are so, you know, they can they can be the driving force be, behind um, so many decisions and declarations that mm-hmm. that could lead to something really serious. And yeah. I don't know, the future is a scary, scary thing. Uh, you know, especially an indefinite future is a really scary thing. Okay, um, are you yeah. afraid?
0: Are you afraid of marriage?
1: Oh, I'm I'm never getting married, Tito. Why is that? (laughs) Um, I don't really believe in the institution of it all. I I don't really want to be forced by Mm contracts to be with someone. Like I would like to choose. To be I, I like the idea of choosing to be with someone every day. Like I want to like wake up every day and be like today I, I choose to be with you and I'm really happy with this decision. I mm-hmm. would like for the other person to also feel the same way about me. I would like to be chosen very deliberately all the time and not chosen by obligation because we signed something
0: this is very interesting I like um, yeah I like where this conversation is going but I'm also very aware of mm-hmm. one the the time that we have left and and oh second yes. and secondly the the, the fact that um, I know you and Megan eventually decided this is not right for us
1: oh yes yes yes
0: so 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 for you what is it that got you guys to that point to say okay do you know what this is not the right thing for us
1: Um, so to just fill you in on the timeline, Mm -hmm. um, around the time when we, you know, when we did start to have these conversations, I got, um, a work opportunity that like took me somewhere else, uh, for a couple of months. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was going to be like significantly far from her. Um, so I... At the time, you know, when, when I was leaving, we had a conversation and agreed that we were going to, in addition to like the physical distance, we were also going to like give each other a little bit of space in terms of communication. And then if, if she felt like she wanted to come and visit me at any point, that would be completely fine. Mm -hmm. Other than that, we would definitely meet up again and see where we are at, uh, when I came back. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I think I was gone about five weeks when, uh, she was like, you know, I really miss you. I'm coming to see you. Uh, so she came to pay me a visit. And Mm, that was really, I feel when things, um, when things really took a turn for the, the worst-ish, I would say. Mm. Um, so we were, you know, I was I was working on a really big project that had me working several hours, mm-hmm. uh, more than just like nine to five. And so even when she came to see me, I could not uh, leave work uh, for a long time in order to be with her, primarily because I had uh, deadlines, of course, yeah. uh, very pressing deadlines. Mm-hmm. And so I think to her, it read as though I was deliberately... Uh, avoiding her right. and making what the excuse. And while I tried to explain that that was not what was going on, it's just... I think, especially because we were in this in this uh, period where we were just taking a bit of space away mm-hmm. from each other, mm-hmm. um, it to her it read as you just don't want to be with me. So that's coupled with the fact that um, you know she when she came to visit, I was this was I was working for a huge company yeah. that has one of those uh, you know those uh, campuses quote unquote in a really small town.
0: Wow.
1: Um and so she uh, like how can I explain it? Like I didn't have like a lot of people that I considered to be really good friends mm-hmm. because I mean I was just there for a couple of months. Um so I and I was very busy. So like establishing friendships was not my goal. As I as I said already when I'm chasing the bag sometimes that's all that matters. Yeah, of course, yeah. So while I introduced her to a couple of people that I worked with, I think what she had expected was to like uh for me to like organize like a social gathering very similar to like how she would Mm and um and for like me to like you know present a scenario where we'd be vibing me my workmates her and they would like my workmates would know without doubt that like this is someone that I'm very serious with and you know yeah and so um when she brought that up um, I said uh, you know I this is a, a lot of expectations on me mm-hmm. like first of all you know that I'm I'm much more of a lone wolf than you are I love to have friends but I'm okay with my friends being very distant from me and then being people I mostly like text or call I'm yeah. cool with that and I'm also not going to make friends with people in five weeks to the point where I'm going to introduce. Like you to them and be like, yes, this is uh, my girlfriend. Uh, th- it's just not how I operate.
0: And this is something you had said from day one. You know, this it's, is something, it's something I had that, said from day one. Uh, you know, that yeah. I knew. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So, um, so I think I think really it was a, a very emotionally charged. Um, interaction for both of us Mm -hmm. so while Megan was supposed to be visiting me for a week Mm -hmm. uh, the visit was cut to three days whoa (laughs) yes Um, and so um, when she told me that she bought an air ticket and Mm -hmm. is about to head home Mm -hmm. I said okay well what does this mean for us Um, and she said you know I I think that we should take a break Um, and I said it you know i what we were doing before we had said we are taking space we are taking a small break from each other so i think we need to define this as a breakup breakup Whoa. um yeah yeah yeah
0: do you um, feel do you feel like it was easier for you to let her go than it was for her to let you go
1: oh that's a really good question um
0: because to me that, you what, know, that that's what it feels like
1: to an extent, yes. To an extent, yes. I do think that um, it it's it did help me that like I had other things that I considered priorities at that time,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and so and I'm I'm just a really sometimes I'm like a painfully like rational and practical person, so I, it's easy for me to be like okay for me to be able to finish this work assignment, this breakup has to happen now so that I can continue with my work. I, you know, I, I can be... Um, I, and I would say incessantly cold. I would say that's pretty cold um, in that way. Uh, so yeah, I, I definitely had um, a mindset that made it easier for me to let go than for her. And for her, it was definitely more of like an emotional um an emotional like obstacle for her to to decide to let go of the of
0: the relationship. Does that, th- does that mean that she might have been more into you than you were into her?
1: Oh it's possible. Yeah yeah mm. I I I see that. I see how that is very possible. Because yeah. um you know even the fact that from the get go she was just so comfortable um yeah. telling her audience about me like it, 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 it and i could tell that it wasn't coming from just a place of wanting to uh, create content mm-hmm. like i could tell that it was coming from a place of genuinely being really happy mm-hmm. um, and genuinely really feeling what we had going on um it's you know it's just that the you know the byproducts of all that is what i didn't want but like in, her, in terms of her feelings um mm-hmm. i don't doubt at all that she she really felt very strongly for me. And it was like, it it was a beautiful thing. It's something that I don't like, I will never shame anybody for their feelings. And there is absolutely no reason to do that. And like, if, if anything, um, it was on me when I was already noticing that there were particular things I was uncomfortable with in the relationship. Mm -hmm. At that point, it was on me to correct the assumptions she made about what I would be comfortable with in the relationship. And I didn't establish those boundaries from the get-go.
0: That is very interesting. Yeah. And, and it all really ties in your lessons very, very well. So just as I'm, uh, just as I'm wrapping this up, I, mm-hmm. I think I clearly see where you say sometimes it's okay to recognize you know, that you are better as friends than you are as lovers
1: yes and oh yes i should mention that like we are really great friends yeah we are you know it took us some time mm-hmm. uh it took a few months of us not communicating but um i reached out and i you know i said to her i'm, I'm really sorry about how things ended because mm-hmm. i do feel like uh i have a huge part to play in things starting yeah. in a way where we were not like uh completely open with each other right. and we, or we were like selectively open with each other and there were things that we should have been much more uh, communicative about that we weren't so mm-hmm. we've really established a great friendship uh since then and she's going to listen to
0: this podcast. oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh what's wow up, <laughs> oh hello megan what's happening megan you're right love <laughs> wow yes now nah, this has been uh, this has been incredible honestly thank you very much for 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 sharing this uh, the story.
1: I'm so glad. Thank you Tintel, for for giving me the space.
0: No, it's, it's 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 a really really great space to to have you and to share your your, your take on what happened and you know just to do a recap of uh, of the lessons we learned so the first one up was that it's okay to recognize um and have conversations about being better as friends and lesson number uh-huh. two make sure that you pay attention to cultural differences because they play a bigger part in the relationship than we may be given um focus on and last but not least accept that people are who they are you know believe what they say they are and do your best not to make them a project You've been listening to another episode of The Feeling Station. I'm your host, Tinto, and I look forward to catching you in the next one. Peace.
1: Oh. Tell me what you're Satis
0: Sattie's on darurwaini and chagezain. Uh, yeah. Tell me what you're feeling now that it's over. Uh, Satis on darurwaini and chagezain. Let me talk about my feelings. Let me talk about my feelings. Do no love is at motor no